Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined, as always, by my co-host of Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, this past weekend, it was an action-packed weekend for NASCAR's regional touring both the Arkham Menards East and West, as well as the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour was in action. And to start it all off here, the tour did make their return to Jennerstown, where Craig Lutz picked up his first win of the season, his second of the tour, but it wasn't without a tough battle there at the end between himself and Dave Sapienza. Yeah, this is one of those weekends that uh, we've been kind of craving for for the last uh, six months. It's like, all the divisions, seemingly, just about all of them, were back in action, including the modified. Second trip to Jennerstown. You mentioned a great late race battle, a couple of uh, late race cautions, bunched the field, and uh, Dave Sapienza gave it everything he had to try to get around Craig, Rut Craig Lutz in the late stages, but couldn't get the job done. And Lutz was able to pick up his second career win, first since Stafford of late last year. Good run for Anthony Nocella coming home in third. And then those championship contenders, fourth and fifth, with Doug Kobe and Justin Bonsignor. Quick race, but a, a fun race. I think there was one red flag for some cleanup midway through the event. But other than that, uh, everybody, for the most part, got away unscathed. And they'll be back in action again this up-and-coming weekend as they head to Monadnock. Uh, it's a pretty busy schedule for the tour the next month or so as they really start getting back in a regular rhythm. Considering we've only had four races for the tour so far this season, Kyle, and we're almost in September. Yeah, it's the last week of August, and we're just four races in. But you're right. We got Manadnock coming up, a, a midweek race at Thompson, um, the, the New Hampshire race weekend uh, coming up for the Modifieds, and a, a, an event at Stafford, and then another race at Thompson. So they're, uh, they're announcing some events here every week. So hopefully we can get, for the most part, a full season. Right now, Bonson, you're the championship point leader, heading to Manadnock uh, by 10 over Kobe. I think Craig Lutz could be the sleeper here. We talked a little bit about him last year before he got the win. Uh, now he's got two wins, and he's just 17 points back. John McKennedy and then Dave Sapienza rounding out the top five in points. So a uh, good, tight battle, and you know the usual suspects right up there toward the top with Justin and Doug. And we'll have Craig dialed up here in just a little bit to talk about his win this past weekend, but also, again, the ARCA East and West was in action. Arca East joined the busy NASCAR schedule at Dover International uh, racing there. Sam Mayer seems to have that racetrack figured out. The youngster picked up yet another win. And then out on the West Coast, the uh, Arca West went to Colorado where Jesse Love is really starting to make a name for himself out there, Kyle. Yeah, picked up uh, another win, holding off Blaine Perkins at the finish, Gio Selzy was third and i think jesse going to be one of the favorites for the championship as a seven point lead right now over blaine as they head to the uh, all-american speedway coming up in a couple of months time on october 10th um but uh, yeah jesse love uh, a name that we really didn't hear a lot of before the start of this season 
but has made a big splash on the West Coast uh, and I think will be one to, to contend for the championship. Just a couple of races left on the West Coast. We knew it was going to be a shortened season uh, with the restructuring of the, the ARCA West and ARCA East falling under the ARCA umbrella for this year. And uh, thankfully, the, the folks from ARCA were able to make up a lot of the events. And uh, I think they've, they've run, what, five or six races now, three more coming up before season's end. And Jesse Love has been a, a factor in all of them. Yeah, and poor Chris Wright, you know, the promoter of uh, <laughs> both those series. Yeah. He's got to be sleeping, you know. He's got to he's got to be recovering right now because I know he was at Dover and then turned around and caught, caught a cross country flight out to the West Coast last weekend. He was part of the Arca West doubleheader where they were in uh, Oregon and Washington within two days of each oh. other. So commend him for all the effort that's been put into getting them back on track and allowing them to have a full, for the most part, a full season this year amidst everything. But Kyle, we joke about it all the time here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. It never fails. We record this show on a Monday, think we've got everything covered, we're ready to go, and something breaks right before this show goes out on Wednesday, and it happened to us once again here. The late model stock race, something we've been talking about, looking forward to this entire season um, at Martinsville. The Valley Star Credit Union 300 has officially been canceled for this season. I know a lot of teams out there are, are, are really heartbroken about this because it's their Daytona 500. Yeah, this is their big event, um, and, and it usually attracts about 75 to 80 uh, late model teams uh, from across the, the southeast region region of the country, and uh, one of the big paydays for for them. And unfortunately, the track announced this past week that they had to pull the plug uh, because of the Virginia, the state of Virginia restrictions uh, with everything going on with COVID-19. Um, I believe right about the same time, Richmond International Raceway announced that they're going to hold their uh, NASCAR weekend, but without fans. Um, but unfortunately, the way the business model works with the late model teams, they don't have a lot of that big TV network money coming in. They don't have any of it coming in. And the racetrack depends on those, what, 15,000 or so people that show up to watch that event. Uh, that ticket money pays the sanction fee, pays the purse, and helps make that event and a success. And unfortunately, without race fans allowed onto the property uh, for for an event right now in Virginia, um, it just simply couldn't work uh, as far as the business of it is concerned. So uh, Clay and, and his team at Martinsville Speedway did everything they could to try to make that event happen. Um, but had to pull the plug about a month before the race was to be held just to give teams uh, some notice uh, that they would not be uh, needing to put in the budget uh, a couple days at Martinsville, Virginia. Yeah, definitely a tough tough situation that a lot of short tracks are in. And, and we talk about it all the time, not being able to bring tours in and bring series in without the capability of being able to fill their grandstands and fill that void in payouts and make sure everyone gets their payout. And, you know, we recently just saw uh, Nashville, the fairgrounds, they actually mm -hmm. were shut down for what was supposed to be a race this past weekend. Uh, the, the city stepped in and said, nope, we can't do this. You're going to do it without fans or not at all. And, and they just were put in the position that they would not be able to do so. So a lot of those drivers are now headed down to Pensacola, Florida last weekend to race there. So uh, it's a constant flux, Kyle, that we talk about all the time. But at the end of the day, glad that a lot of our drivers are able to have started their season and get to go racing. And so that being said, We'll take a quick break, and when we return here, we'll get Craig Lutz with the NASCAR William Modified Tour dialed up to talk about his win. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, the NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour made their return to Jennerstown for the fourth race of the tour season. Craig Lutz, finishing that one spot better than he did earlier this season, comes home with the win and joins us now here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. First off, Craig, congratulations on your win this past weekend, and thanks for taking some time out of your day to come and hang out with us. No problem. Thanks for having me on. So let's talk about that. You took the lead with about 22 laps to go. You had a hard-charging Dave Sapienza right behind you. What's going through your lap or your head these last couple laps, uh, knowing that you were going to have to work for this win? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first race, the first race we won at Stafford was definitely, you know, I had a bigger gap, so I knew it was going to be tight. You know, I, he was within like a half a car length, a car length the whole time. But uh, it's tough when you know. Dave's a good friend of mine, but um, just you know, it was just hard racing, just trying not to make any mistakes. The car was a little tighter than I wanted it to be, but uh, was able to uh, work out. You mentioned in your post-race interview that your pit crew nailed the pit stop. Uh, how key was that into to getting you and, and your team to victory lane? Um, a track like that, you know, you could be the, the car behind you could be faster, but you need to get such a good run to be able to pass. You know, that's like. That was a, a hard thing that we figured out all day. Starting fifth there, that long green flag run, I was able to pass, drive up to second. But you'd really have to set up and make the right moves to be able to pass somebody. So anytime you could either maintain or gain spots on pit road is huge. Yeah, and this season for you guys has been a whirlwind uh you know, Jennerstown was announced prior to the season that you would be going there, but you've now gone there twice in the last four races, and you had a good run there the first time that you guys did go there. How much did you really learn, and what did you take away from that first race that you applied to this past weekend's race that uh, helped you capture that victory? I uh, learned a ton. You know, that was the first race of the season, so, you know, there's a lot of unknowns just coming in with new cars, and, you know, we went the week prior to, to test there, think that definitely helped but um you know just the first race just missed one adjustment at the end and uh wasn't able to get by justin but uh you know luckily my crew chief doug ojiko gave us an awesome car and uh made the right calls for the, to be there at the end third in points 17 behind justin and doug there in the second spot you believe that you are uh and your team is in good position to contend with those two for this championship yeah definitely you know you always come in here come in this season hoping to be able to have a shot at the championship and uh i think it's it's shown that our team's grown together to 
be able to compete for the championship. But um, you know, you just gotta just gotta take it week by week and try to get the best finish that you can, and then uh, hopefully have a shot at the end. And looking forward to the rest of the season here. Uh, again, a wild season that it has been this up and coming weekend. You guys are headed to Monadnock. But then we have the announcements of Thompson being added to the schedule, Stafford being added to the schedule, and then, you know, Loudon is there as well. How much are you looking forward to some normalcy here on the tours? We get ready to go to those racetracks. Oh, I just can't wait to get back to basically like our home track. You know, those, those three tracks we hit, you know, three, four times a year. So, so de- definitely excited to get back to Thompson, Stafford, and Loudon. So uh, can't wait for those shows to get going. You touched on it a little bit ago. Your team has been growing these last five years on the tour. Looking at the numbers, you know, 16 in, in 2016, you were 17th in points. 2017, you were 10th in points. 2018, 5th in points. Last year, 4th in points. Uh, and you're currently 3rd in the championship standings. Uh, the progression of the last five years, how much of that is experience for you as a driver? Uh and, and also, how much of it is maybe building the resources with your team over the last five years? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, you, you start your season, you start your your modified tour career, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, the first two years, it's very hard to compete in the top five and run for wins. You know, um, you just have to put your time in and then you're – and as many resources as you can build along with that and just the crew, you know, it, it takes so much to win a tour race. You know, you could have the fastest car and the best driver, but, you know, without, you have to have good pit stops, good strategy. Those things just have to work your way. So um, I think that's the biggest things we've been working on is trying to get everything lined up to make it happen at the end of the race. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season, and uh, hopefully we can keep the momentum going. And you said it there, collected that first win last year. Now a win early on here in the season with plenty of more races to go. And you guys head to Monadnock this up-and-coming weekend. Again, Craig, thank you so much. Congratulations this past weekend, and uh, good luck this up-and-coming weekend. Thanks. Hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. And again, that is your winner this past weekend. And the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Craig Lutz, Picking up that win at Jennerstown Speedway. When we return, we return we've got your uh, Whelan Engineering Short Track Spotlight. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. 
Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. And for this week's Wheel and Engineering Short Track Spotlight, we found one out in the Midwest. Rockford Speedway. It's a quarter-mile short track, high-banked asphalt oval, and it's located out in Loves Park, Illinois, on Illinois Route 173. This racetrack hosts weekly local-level events during the summer racing season, as well as occasional regional and national-level events. Some of those notable special events that the track includes trailer races, endurance races, the Spring Classic, All-Star 100, and the National Short Track Championship. The track was built in 1947 by a farmer and a group of investors. When Hugh Deary eventually bought the track in the Speedway, he was the sole owner of it by 1966. And then it opened in 1948 as a midget car racing venue. Rockford Speedway is known for being the first track to develop an economical late model program, as well as being an early adopter of the short track Saturday night racing format. Another one of Hugh Deary's innovations was to host a national season-ending special event, which he eventually titled the Short Track Championship. The track is still owned by the Deary family today. Some of those track champions include seven-time champion Bobby Wilberg, as well as John Knauss, with Joe Shear Sr. winning six titles. Both of Knauss' sons, Chad and Joe Sears' uh, son, Joe Jr., are within NASCAR's National Series Championships crew chiefs. Also, Travis Quapple started racing at Rockford at 16 and was now the 1994 track champion. Rich Bickle was also the track's Sportsman Rookie of the Year. And again, that is Rockford Speedway out in Loves Park, Illinois. And that is your NASCAR, your Wheelan Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. You were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. We talked about earlier this past week in a busy weekend for NASCAR's touring, but also our short tracks across the country. Slinger Super Speedway hosted the Carl Wegner Memorial, where Luke Fenhaus won over Ryan DiStefano and Steve Apel. Madeira hosted both of their late model divisions, both the junior and the pro late model, where Cole Brown collected the junior late model win over Bradley Erickson and Kiersey Jung. In the pro late model was Dylan Zampa over Buddy Shepard and Ross Strumska. 
The Cars Tour was out of Franklin County for their first visit there. Bubba Pollard captured the super late model win, and Jared Fryer won over a crazy battle with Mike Looney for the win in the late model stock division. And the return of the night before the 500 was out at IRP. Pavement Midgets making their return before the Indy 500. Bobby Santos, familiar name to Pavement Midget Racing, collected that win over Tanner Swanson and Kyle Hamilton. And the new schedule releases here in the NASCAR Euro Series are some uh, fine-tuning, as we're going to call it, Kyle, and, and some more news out of NASCAR's touring. First off, congratulations to Bobby Santos, a former NASCAR Wheel and Modified champion and a multiple-time winner of the Stafford Springs Sizzler. So it was exciting to watch him on flow the other night win that event out at IRP, or is it Lucas Oil Raceway now? It'll always be IRP to me. So uh, the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series, uh, their championship events now will take place in Spain at Valencia um, in what will be four consecutive days of racing. This was announced earlier this week. December 3rd through the 6th, and we have a lot of racing to watch that first week of December. Um, the events on the 5th and 6th will be double points to determine the series champion. They will kick off their weekend in a couple of weeks, or their season in a couple of weeks, on the weekend of September 12th and 13th in Rome. I still wish we could go out there and do a broadcast, because uh, I would love to visit Rome. Just saying. Um, Hannah, I'm sure you're with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we need to put <laughs> together something next year to do... Uh... NASCAR coast to coast abroad. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I already know I can fit in Julia Landauer's suitcase, so we could make at least that work. You might have a little bit tougher time, Kyle. I can buy a ticket. It'll be worth it. It'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Keith Rocco, uh, big news there. Uh, speaking of drivers that find success in modifieds up here in the Northeast at Stafford and Thompson, he's going to be making his ARCA Racing Series debut in a couple of weeks' time at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, driving for Venturini Motorsports, one of the uh, powerhouse organizations uh, in the ARCA Menard Series. So it'll be interesting to see how Keith does in fender cars at the Magic Mile here coming up in a couple of weeks. And the Advanced Auto Parts uh, weekly division standings are out for this week. Ryan Millington continues to lead by 14 points over Josh Berry, both obviously finding a lot of success down in in North Carolina, Hickory Motor Speedway, and in Division Two, Jared Weston from Adams County Speedway has a six-point lead over Chase Curtis, who has been uh, rocking it up in northern New England at Monadnock Speedway, Elite USA Speedway, and Hudson Speedway. He is just six points back in Division Two. And this up-and-coming weekend, some more action on tap for you guys. Uh, we talked about it earlier, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour headed to Monadnock for the Wade Cole Memorial. Also, the ARCA Series is back in action. They'll head to Gateway with the trucks this weekend as well for the Dutch Boy 150. And the Pinties, they kicked their season off about two weeks ago. They're racing this up-and-coming weekend with double headers at Flamborough Speedway. And you can watch both the ARCA and the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour on NBC Track Pass on live. Both of those Saturday evening events. Uh, actually, Kyle, is Gateway for the ARCA Friday? Uh, we are Saturday here on Saturday. the Motor Racing Network for the ARCA Bernard Series and the we'll NASCAR there. Gander Trucks will be there on Sunday, also here on MRN. I'll be in Meridian, Idaho, watching Dylan attempt to make his stock car debut. So and before, well, that's going to be big. Before we wrap this <laughs> up, I want to hear about your um, your three-race deal that you have going on at Hickory. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I saw some stuff on Twitter last week that uh, was encouraging that uh, you would, you know, land this opportunity and have the sponsorship dollars to do so. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was it was cool. It was something that I had a couple weekends off and you know, I'll always be a racer at heart, wanted to get back behind the wheel, had a chance to do it for a race or two. Really just had high hopes to be able to at least race once. And uh of course took to social media because I know that, you know, I feel like I have a decent reach there, but I feel so bad going and approaching people at the moment with how everything is in the world. I took to social media to see if anyone would be interested, and it somehow grabbed traction, and I now have been able to lock myself in for three races of a super truck at Hickory Motor Speedway, uh, September, I think it's 5th, 12th, and 19th, so the first three weekends of September. Um, I'll get to go race a super truck out at Hickory. I'm super excited. Obviously, I race pro trucks a lot. So Dylan's going to race this weekend, and then I get the next three weekends to go race. And I got help from, I mean, Bubba Wallace reached out to me and helped cover my tire bill. Uh, some of the spotters in NASCAR helped me out as far as Freddie Kraft, uh, Brett Griffin, TJ Majors, that group. Chris Rice with College Racing helped me out to put this together. So it was really cool that the racing industry, uh, NASCAR Heat actually as well, is going to be on the truck. So the racing industry is what made this all come together for me. So no pressure to no do No pressure well. at all, clearly. <laughs> and I know those events, I think, Hickory uh, has a streaming platform, so yeah. we'll be able to watch uh, up here in Connecticut and nationwide as Hannah Newhouse gets back behind the wheel. Scary thought, that's for sure. Well, Kyle, looking forward to it. Have fun at Gateway this up-and-coming weekend. Again, you can watch a lot of the action on NASCAR's Track Pass on NBC for a lot of those. Uh, if not, definitely try and get out and support your local short track and short track racers if you can. We'll be back next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producer Craig Moore. We will see you guys next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.